48% of the time, humans, so not people with diabetes, but everybody in the human race, spends their time in the past or in the future in their head. 47% of the time. What that means is, for many of us, almost half of our time is spent worrying about the future or thinking about the past and likely beating ourselves up over what could have, would have, should have happened. It also means that 47% of the time, you are not in the here and now. You're not living your life in the way that you want to be. And if there's anything that I know, it's that people with type 1 diabetes want to live their life without diabetes getting in the way. But when you're in the past or the future with your diabetes, diabetes is getting in the way. And so come back to the present moment. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. As you guys all know, living with diabetes is challenging, but we make it more challenging for ourselves than it has to be sometimes. And I want to explain in this episode of the podcast why that happens, how it happens, and what you can do about it. We can all talk about all of the challenges of diabetes, things like the frustration, high blood sugars, low blood sugars, other people making comments to us, and so many more things. Diabetes is hard, diabetes is overwhelming, and sometimes we want to make diabetes go away. However, oftentimes we do just the opposite of that. We fuel the fire of the challenges of diabetes, and we do that through our stories, We tell ourselves stories about diabetes and what it means about us and what other people think it means about us. And those stories actually make diabetes so much more challenging than they have to be. Take a minute and think about some of the stories that you may have told yourself recently about diabetes. To do this, complete the following sentences. Diabetes means that I am blank. Diabetes means other people think blank about me. The world is blank because I have diabetes. What kinds of things come to mind? Diabetes means I'm broken. Diabetes means I'm weak. Diabetes means I'm different. People won't like me because I have diabetes. Diabetes is overwhelming. And the world is unfair because I have diabetes. Those are just a few examples of the stories that we tell ourselves about diabetes. And when we tell ourselves those stories... All of a sudden, the real challenges of diabetes become a whole lot more challenging. We take something that's really true, that diabetes is overwhelming, diabetes is challenging, diabetes is frustrating, and we put a big load on top of that. And guess what happens? We get even more overwhelmed. And the cycle continues. And then diabetes becomes more and more challenging because we believe these stories, make them part of us. And when they're true, it's really hard to break them. It's really hard to get out of the habit of telling ourselves these stories. And we get trapped into these stories, believing that they're true. And then it becomes just a no-win situation. In order to help us to break these stories, 
I want to take some time and talk about what I call the anatomy of a story. These stories, while they may be different for every person, take on a very common structure. And if we understand the structure, we can see how these stories develop and figure out ways in order to nip them in the bud so they don't go any further than they have to be. Of course, we want to be realistic in our stories. And if our story is true, then by all means, we need to buy into it because that empowers us to be able to make changes. However, when we tell ourselves stories that aren't true or stories become bigger than they really are, we're not doing ourselves any favors because we're buying into stories that just aren't based in reality. And when we tell ourselves stories that aren't true, that's just not fair to you. The anatomy of a story has four basic steps, and I'm going to go through them one by one. But before I do that, I want to give you a little bit of a preview. The first step is the trigger. And this is when something happens in your life with type 1 diabetes. For example, your blood sugar goes high, or your blood sugar goes low, or you have an emotion, or you're feeling burnt out. Those are all triggers. The second step is meaning making. And this is when you come up with an explanation for why that thing happened. Sometimes that explanation is based in diabetes and in carbs and insulin, and sometimes it's based in you. And as you can probably guess, when the story and the meaning gets based in you, things get more challenging. The fourth step in the anatomy of a story is time travel. When you give your story meaning that's not based in reality, oftentimes your mind wanders either to the past or to the future. And guess what happens? When you're in the past or in the future in your mind, you're not in the present moment. And the present moment is the only place where you can manage and make changes to your diabetes and to your behavior. And the final step is called blowback. Blowback is the behavioral result of the meaning making and the time travel. What do you do? Do you rage bolus? Do you rip off your insulin pump? Do you lash out at your wife? All of those things are blowback. And those are the consequences of the stories we tell ourselves about diabetes, especially when they're not true. So let's break these down one by one in greater detail so you can see how they work and really apply them to your stories that you tell yourself in your life with type 1 diabetes. Let's start by diving into step one, the trigger. Take a minute right now and think back over your past week. What are some things that have happened with diabetes that have been triggering to you? And what I mean by triggering is that they've caused you to think thoughts that are negative, maybe have some uncomfortable emotions, maybe even have some uncomfortable interactions with other people. Do you have them in mind? Okay. If you do, those are all triggers. Those are all very real things that have happened in your life with type 1 diabetes that aren't fun, aren't positive, things you would rather not have happen. Things like your blood sugar goes high or your CGM alarm goes off in the middle of a really important work meeting, or your pump set rips out and you get really frustrated because you have to take the time to change it. There's no one in the world who wouldn't think that those things are annoying, that those things are frustrating, or those are things that you'd want to have happen. Those are the very real frustrations of life with type 1 diabetes, and there's no way around that. But the problem is, when those things happen, they trigger you. Sure, they trigger emotions, 
but they also trigger more things that happen in your mind that cause stories to develop. So if we were able to have these annoyances, yes, they would be frustrating and not fun. But if we were able to stop them at that, life with type 1 diabetes would be a lot easier for you, I promise, because it wouldn't take on a meaning of its own. So remember, the triggers that you have in your life with diabetes are normal. And if we can learn to deal with that distress, learn to deal with that frustration, it's not fun, but it'll make life with type 1 diabetes a lot easier. And stop your stories in their tracks before they even start to develop. Before we go on, I want to ask you this question. Think back to the list that you made a minute ago of things that are frustrating your life from the past week with type 1 diabetes. The high blood sugars, the low blood sugars, the frustration with your pump or your CGM. What has happened after that? Yes, they've been frustrating for you. Yes, they've been annoying. But then what happens in your mind after those events happen? Are you able to stop them or do they continue on? If they continue on, how do they impact you? How do they impact your diabetes management? How do they impact your thoughts? How do they impact your quality of life? I ask you that question because I really want to see if the next steps in the anatomy of a story resonate with you. And I bet you they will if you're able to see how those triggers blow up and become bigger than they have to be. The next step in the anatomy of a story is what I call meaning making. When we have things in our life that happen, especially around type 1 diabetes, we want to understand why. If we can understand why something happens, then it gives us a sense of control, a control over our emotions and control that we'll be able to stop it from happening again, or at least try to prevent it. We want to have some sort of semblance of control. And that's where meaning making comes in. I want you to imagine that you check your blood sugar or look at your CGM and your blood sugar is high, let's say 250. And now you try to scramble to figure out why that's the case. Maybe you look back to your lunch and you realize that you didn't count your carbs right to take enough insulin. Maybe you forgot to bolus altogether. That's the reason why your blood sugar is high on the surface. But then you try to look deeper. Why did I forget to bolus? Why didn't I count my carbs right? And all of a sudden, you start trying to make meaning of the deeper issue. What is it about me that made me forget to bolus? Maybe I don't care enough about my diabetes. Maybe I'm forgetful. Maybe diabetes has changed me. Another example is feeling burnt out or feeling frustrated. Why do I feel this way? Sure, you can go back to the reason why you feel this way. Your blood sugar is high or your insulin pump is not working right. Those are all good reasons. But then you may go further and you may be asking yourself, why do I get frustrated? Everyone else can deal with these issues, no problem. But I get overwhelmed and frustrated and I lash out. Does that mean the diabetes makes me broken? Does that mean diabetes makes me weak? Does that mean that I'm different from other people because I'm having trouble handling these frustrations? See what happened there? I took a simple situation, one that's not fun, and made it bigger than it has to be because I made meaning around that. I said the reason why I'm feeling this way is not because the situation happened, but because there's something defective about me that's making me react this way. 
I have bad luck. I can't handle things. I am weak, broken, or defective. See, what happens is, again, we want to understand why things happen. And sometimes there's a reason, and sometimes there's not. But when there's no obvious reason, we still want to understand. And when we can't figure anything out, it usually falls back onto us. It must be me. It must be the fact that diabetes has changed me. There's something wrong with me. And that's why I'm feeling this way. That's why I'm not managing my diabetes well. That's why diabetes is overwhelming for me right now. The reality is, is sometimes there's a reason and sometimes there's just not. Sometimes the reason is because you have diabetes and no other reasons necessary. But we have a hard time stopping there. We have a hard time accepting that there's not a reason other than the fact that you have diabetes. So when we're looking for that meaning, we're convinced that one has to exist. And we can't figure anything else out, it falls back on us. The reason why is me. There's something wrong with me. And you can see how that makes diabetes a lot more complicated and a lot more challenging and a lot more stressful. And when you start making meaning around why things are happening with your diabetes, especially when there's no specific answer and you start blaming yourself, that's when the stories you tell yourself about type 1 diabetes really start taking off. Now that you've experienced a trigger event and you started making meaning of that and putting a lot more weight onto what happened than maybe is reasonable, what happens next? For most people, what happens is what I call time travel. Now, of course, you're not really traveling back in time or forward in time, but what happens is you get in your head and you start thinking about what happened in the past, what's going to happen in the future, based on the meaning that you put on the event. And getting in your head with diabetes makes it challenging for lots of different reasons. Imagine that you have a high blood sugar and you get really upset. And the thought comes in your mind, diabetes is always going to be hard for me. That's meaning that you put on top of that event of a high blood sugar. But then what happens? You get lost in your head around it. You start thinking about how diabetes has always been challenging for you in the past. And you think back to all these past events that have happened where diabetes has been challenging. You may even ruminate about them and think about them over and over again. And then your mind goes to the future and thinking about all the things you have coming up this summer or in the fall and how diabetes is going to make those things a lot more challenging. As you can see, now you're lost in your head and all these thoughts are swirling around about diabetes, brewing up and making it bigger and bigger and bigger. That makes it challenging on the surface. But what else is happening? When you're in your head like that, you're not in the present moment. You're living in the past or living in the future. And you're not able to interact in the present moment the way you want to. You can't focus on your work. It makes it challenging to focus on relationships that are important to you. It makes it challenging to be in the here and now. And the only place where you can behave, the only place where you can make a difference, the only place where you can manage your blood sugars is in the present moment. So when you're lost in your head and you're in that time travel place, you can't do anything but think. And if I know you well enough, I know that's not where you want to be. 
Now, if this happens to you, know that you're not alone. I heard some research recently that was fascinating to me. It said that 48% of the time, humans, so not people with diabetes, but everybody in the human race, spends their time in the past or in the future in their head. 47% of the time. What that means is, for many of us, almost half of our time is spent worrying about the future or thinking about the past and likely beating ourselves up over what could have, would have, should have happened. It also means that 47% of the time, you are not in the here and now. You're not living your life in the way that you want to be. And if there's anything that I know, it's the people with type 1 diabetes want to live their life without diabetes getting in the way. But when you're in the past or the future with your diabetes, diabetes is getting in the way. And so come back to the present moment. What we've been talking about so far with meaning making and with time travel is all happening in your head. And that's bad enough. Those feelings, those thoughts, those emotions, they all can make life difficult. But then what happens? The final step of the anatomy of a story is blowback. And blowback is the way that you behave in response to the meaning you put on the situation and then what happens when you get lost in your head after that. But there's some real consequences to the stories we tell ourselves. And those show up not only in our emotions in our head, but also in our behavior. Have you ever lashed out at a friend? Have you ever decided not to bolus? Have you ever ripped your CGM sensor off and thrown it across the room? Those are all examples of blowback. The stories we tell ourselves about diabetes have real consequences. They have real impact on our lives. And that shows up in our behavior. For you, maybe blowback looks like avoiding activities or staying home. Maybe it looks like avoiding talking about diabetes or even hiding diabetes from other people. Maybe for you, it looks like underbolusing or choosing not to cut your carbs correctly or overtreating your lows. Blowback looks different for different people. And I want you to think for a minute what the blowback of your stories looks like for you. Is the blowback external? Do other people notice it? Is it internal? Do you find yourself withdrawing or avoiding or not thinking about things? Those are all the impacts that stories have on us. And very rarely are these impacts on our behavior healthy, either for our diabetes management, our relationships, or our quality of life. I want to do a quick recap of the anatomy of a story about type 1 diabetes. And then I want to encourage you to do a quick exercise. So step number one is the trigger. And again, triggers are going to happen. They happen to us all the time. Things like high blood sugar, low blood sugar, comments other people make, or just feelings of overwhelm or burnout that we have. Those are all triggers that happen in all of our lives with type 1 diabetes. And sometimes, well, actually, a lot of the time, they're unavoidable. They're just going to happen. But then we put meaning on top of those. And that leads us to step number two. Meaning making is when we come up with an explanation as to why that trigger happened. And when we can't figure something out, the answer generally falls back on us. Somehow it's our fault. When we blame ourselves for things that happen with diabetes or put meaning on top of them that really involve us, it just increases the burden that we already feel because of the trigger. 
and makes the trigger even bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like a balloon expanding, expanding, expanding. Step number three is time travel. When that meaning gets put on the event that happened, the trigger that happened, all of a sudden our mind races to the past or to the future and we make it even bigger in our minds. We think about the past and what we could have done differently. We think about the future and what's going to happen and make things up about what's gonna happen. Usually things that are not realistic. And that makes the stress even more challenging to deal with. And then finally, the fourth step of the anatomy of a story is blowback. Blowback is the impact the story you're telling yourself has on your behavior. Sometimes that impact is external, how you behave externally, how you manage your diabetes. And sometimes it's internal, how you think about yourself, how you avoid or pull back from activities, and how you manage your diabetes. So people may observe it or they may not, but no matter what, it's having an impact on you. And that's what matters. I want to invite you to take out a piece of paper and write down those four steps. Trigger, meaning making, time travel, and blowback. And then start with the trigger. Write down something that's happened to you in the recent past with diabetes that has caused you stress. Doesn't matter what it is, but just write it down. And then go to meaning making and talk about, just write down quickly, what sort of meaning did you put on that event? And how did that impact you? Then go to time travel. Did you get lost in your head? What were you thinking about? What sorts of things did you beat yourself up for or worry about for the future? And how did that impact you? And then finally, write down what the blowback was. How did that situation, that trigger, that meaning making, that time travel, how did that impact your behavior? How did it impact your diabetes management, your relationships, or your blood sugars? And I want you to see how this works, how those, these stories form, how they develop, and the impact that they have on you. And writing it down is a great way to visualize that in a very real way. After you finish doing this, I would love to see it. So please feel free to post on your Instagram story and tag me, the diabetes psychologist, in the story so I can see the anatomy of the stories you're telling yourself about type 1 diabetes. I would love to be able to help you in that way. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with a friend. That really helps me get the word out about this podcast so more people can benefit. Also, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist or email me at mark at the diabetespsychologist.com. I would love to get to know you, hear your feedback about this podcast, and answer any questions that you have. And of course, be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast.